Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode three of the Bonafide Listen. Myself, Kevin Garcia, I'm your host. Joining me is my co-host, Anil Singh. Anil, Mr. Anil, how are you doing, sir? I'm absolutely fine there, Kevin, and uh, ready to talk some interesting wrestling stories with you today. It's uh, quite a week. wrestling talk. Yeah, quite a week of stories here, so um, I can't wait to get straight into this. Yeah, before we jump into it, though, I just got to remind everybody, wherever you're listening to this, please hit that subscribe button, and you can find us on Google Play, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, all those great podcasts, as well as alleverythingentertainment.com under the wrestling tab. And yeah, now that we got that out of the way, enough of that BS, let's talk some wrestling. We got, where do you want to start? I, I feel like... I feel like we, we should talk about what's most relevant. I mean, we're recording this on Friday night, my time. SmackDown just finished airing. Sasha Banks and Bailey, the feud is kicking into high gear. We just had Bailey. I don't want to say she turned heel because th- she was already a heel, but she turned on Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is now a babyface. She, she beat the ever living hell out of her, man. Like this was this was pretty well done. This was a lot better than the first time that the breakup happened because I saw a lot of people saying, oh my god, they're rehashing an angle. But when they did it the first time, I believe it was a WWE.com exclusive and like they hadn't been on TV in months. Nobody cared. Now they're literally the faces of the women's division, arguably the faces of WWE as a whole. So this, this is just, it's a different dynamic this time around. What, what do you think? Look, I mean, people have been expecting this breakup for how many months now you know it's uh it's something that was a yeah it was a case of uh you know when not if and i suppose there was probably always going to be you know fans even questioning the timing i mean i certainly i'm not surprised but i'm surprised with the breakup but i am surprised with the timing of it because it's um what you know what is the next pay-per-view is it SummerSlam? oh sorry clash of the champions sorry so you know i would have thought they would have saved it for a bigger pay-per-view, something like a SummerSlam, but obviously we didn't get it there. And then Survivor Series is the next big show. So I don't know. I just would have thought the timing-wise, bigger show would have been better. But you know, these days everything's just a network special anyway. So it is what it is. Well, they, they did but, an yeah. angle. Let me just uh, jump in real quick. They did an angle where where Bailey got carted out, driven off in an ambulance. So I mean, not Bailey. Sasha was driven off in an ambulance, stretchered out. So I don't know how long Sasha's going to be off TV for. Like, this may be something that we don't see her on TV for another couple of months. All right, fair enough. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, that gives them ample time to play with, you know, when they want to drop this eventual match. Maybe Bailey's having a pay-per-view match at some point for the title and she costs her the title, you know, something like that. Or, you know, I can easily see something like that happening. So fair enough. And in terms of the next biggest show, SummerSlam seems... Sorry, I keep saying SummerSlam, apologies. Survivor Series would seem the more appropriate, um, you know, place for this to take, you know, for this to happen. So I'd go with that. And one thing I was pleasantly surprised with was the fact that... uh, Bailey was the heel in this um, for the turn. I thought maybe Sasha. I think many people would have expected her to have the uh, beat down on Bailey, but it was the other way around. And uh, yeah, overall, well done. I uh, yeah, I'm happy sure. with the execution. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, I, I was thinking the same thing about Sasha being the heel, or it just seemed like that Bailey was screwing her over left and right. So it seemed like the natural progression. Maybe they won't do it at Survivor Series because they like to. They traditionally do, or not traditionally, but recently they've done Raw and SmackDown versus each other. So I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they're going to play this. Good thing though is uh, in in this sense they've actually you know done the opposite of booking themselves in the corner into a corner. They've uh, give themselves some options, so it, it's, it's positive for that uh, being the case for once. Yeah, this like this feud and and. Uh, I've said this before, the women's division just feels completely revitalized in WWE ever since Sasha, oh, not Sasha, ever since Charlotte Flair was removed from TV. It's just like the last two months, it's just like a breath of fresh air. It's like new talent, new storylines. Like I know some people are tired of the Sasha and Bailey act, but they at least they try to change up their characters with little things. With Charlotte, it's literally been the same thing for five years. It's been the same promo, the same entrance. The same this, the same that. It's everything about her has been the same. So the women's division just feels so fresh right now. Yeah, I think that's a very fair statement. And 
you know, this is obviously the last part of that journey with Sasha and Bailey before they obviously move on to, you know, what looks to be a face run for Sasha with another member of the women's division and Bailey obviously continuing as a heel. So, you know, it's um, definitely been a success. I think that is fair to say. Yeah. Okay. Now this, I think this story is going to take up a significant portion of, of the show this week. The news is out there again that Brock Lesnar is once again a free agent. His contract expired with WWE after WrestleMania. That, I mean, what else do I need to say? There's rumors that he's going to go to AEW, that he's going to go back to UFC, that he's he could go to New Japan. Like there's there's a ton of rumors out there. Yeah. Go ahead. Take the floor. Look, I mean, everything at this stage with, you know, Brock Lesnar involved, you know, questions about where he'll end up is just just that. It's just speculation, you know, just like you said, it's all rumours. You know, there's nothing that anybody knows for concrete, you know, for, for a certainty apart from the man himself. So for all we know at the moment, he's probably on his farm waiting for Vince's call to say, you know, hey, pal, we want to sign you to another multi-year million dollar deal whatever it may be or very well i heard tony khan's comments this week where he was being interviewed by i think it was nick hausman of wrestling inc and uh, he was asking him about brock lesnar and he just said he couldn't comment on it now that answer to me maybe indicates that there's something in the process but he just doesn't want to comment obviously who knows you know but at this current moment we can say anything i think ufc though is probably out of the question um, I have heard rumours, once again, as I said, um, but this time of him saying, or, or apparently Lesnar not wanting to return to UFC. So that's interesting, and it makes sense. At this stage of his career, do I think it would be the best move for him? On the on the outside of it, no, and I wouldn't blame him. Why would he not, why would he not want to continue earning big money for not risking his health? So it's interesting, but then again, on the other side of the coin, we have the fans out there who... I can understand it. They are sick and tired of the Brock Lesnar story. Where is he going to go? Even of him potentially ending up in AEW, you know? People are just sick of the Brock Lesnar, you know, circle that we've been in for the last few years. It's not the first time he's been a free agent. And then, obviously, there's been speculation where will he end up. So, you know, there's two sides to this argument. And for me, I get both of them. But... um I myself, as a Lesnar fan, would still be happy to see him back in the WWE, just not in that dominant role. If he goes to AEW, equally I'll be happy because just some of the potential matches, you know, Jericho and Lesnar, you know, I, I could be very much interested in that. Yeah, the the biggest match for me if he goes to AEW is Kenny Omega. That That's somebody that he's never been in the ring with because he's been in the ring with Jericho. Maybe not a match, but they've had stare downs, they've done angles. He's had a match with Dean Ambrose that flopped. In all, in all honesty, a match with Omega, I think, is the biggest the biggest intrigue. Like, a match with Cody, I just... I, you, you can't sell that to me. I mean, Cody and Brock Lesnar, you put those two side by side, it's just not a realistic matchup. But I don't want to go off on that tangent. Um, so, what, what Tony Khan re- requesting not to comment tells me one of two things. It tells me he's been shot down by Brock already, or it tells me that they are engaged in serious negotiations. If Brock Lesnar were to go to AEW, hypothetically, big if, realistically, that would jump AEW from number two to one B with WWE. I mean, you're looking at triple, maybe quadruple interest in AEW. You, they, they could they could compete with Monday Night Raw or SmackDown at that point if they have Brock Lesnar on their show. Yeah, I mean, most definitely. I from from a, from a perspective of say, you know, speaking to. Uh, friends here who watch AEW currently, for them, I, I'd say more casual fans than not, they are very much under the want of having them sign somebody of that level, a big name, somebody like a Brock Lesnar. And although, you know, he's at this stage being used sporadically, for them, that might be the difference maker in acknowledging AEW, like you said, as a 1B, you know. And Brock Lesnar is that name, whether people like to admit it or not. You know, whether you want to see him on your television screen or not every week, which wouldn't be the case anyway, but, you know, that would be a difference maker. You know, it's that level of name. It's the guy who ultimately ended the Undertaker streak. And if he appears on AEW television, that's a real coup, no matter if you uh, want to admit it or not. Yeah, that's what I understand about the AEW fans that are spreading hate. They're like, oh, we don't want that guy in our promotion. It's like, if you were truly an AEW fan, you would want Brock Lesnar in the promotion because that means... 
one, the company is going to make more money, so they'll be around longer. Two, the wrestlers are going to make more money, so they'll be happier and they'll put on better matches for you. It just it doesn't make sense the mindset of like oh we don't want that guy. So what? Like I don't understand. I don't understand the brocade. I've never understood the brocade. Never. I never have. He's he's a top ten guy, maybe top twelve, whatever. He's he's an all time great. Everything he does is great. Aside aside from the Dean Ambrose match, usually every usually everything he does is great. He he usually delivers in matches. He look at what he's done for guys like Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Like the list goes on and on. It's, it's not like he comes in collects a paycheck. He he's done big business. And what he would do for a guy like Kenny Omega, <clears throat> someone that everybody loves, maybe it's like this this mindset of like, oh, this is like our little underground thing, AEW. Like maybe they don't want AEW to go to go mainstream. No, I think it's I think it's a. Um... You have to look back to WWE in terms of the perception on Brock Lesnar. I mean, to be to be quite honest, anybody in Lesnar's position, you know, would have done the exact same thing. I mean, you'd be lying if you said you wouldn't, which is, you know, getting paid a lot of money to work less states and, you know, ultimately win a few championships along the way, which, let's be fair, yes, he did. You know, the, the hate isn't regards to him, I would say. It's more so regards to the way he was utilised because... For some, it, it was weird. He was hardly there, yet he was probably the biggest part of WWE's main event scene over the last few years, you know, champion, uh, but not having to turn up, and then obviously in main event matches, and that's not his fault. I mean, like I said, if WWE paid me a fucking ton load of money to do that, I'd do it. So he's just a very shrewd businessman, and, you know, more credit to him for that. And in AEW... There's no need to think that he'll get that same sort of dominance in the sense of TV time. You know, he'll be a champion and not turning up. I think AEW have got a much smarter uh, sense, you know, to use him like a proper attraction, like he just is at the moment, you know, to have him in these big matches like an Omega, against an Omega, Jericho, maybe a Brian Cage, you know, Brody Lee. There's plenty of options. That's if and all well that, of course, happens. But if not, you know, it just wouldn't surprise me next week reading a report saying WWE re-signed Lesnar to a three-year deal, you know. So it's all fun and games at this moment, you know, just getting and, you know, fantasy booking almost. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. When when it comes to Brock, and he's earned that right to have part-time. I mean, not only was he a big draw in WWE his first time around, he went to MMA and became the biggest draw that MMA has ever seen until Conor McGregor came and blew him out the water. But this guy has crossover appeal. He's maybe the third, fourth most recognizable wrestler in the world behind Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and John Cena. Right? Like, is that fair? Absolutely. I mean, look, for a lot of my friends who used to watch wrestling every single week, and then that mainly was in, excuse me, the era when Lesnar was dominating on SmackDown back in the day, you know, when the SmackDown 6 and then you had likes of Lesnar and stuff. When they stopped watching shortly after that, 2005-ish, then, you know, he transitioned to UFC. People, you know, automatically still knew what Brock was doing. He was always in the mainstream, you know, from that point in mid-2000s to then his UFC. Mm -hmm. So he's always been relevant. He's always had some sort of, like, you know, following. And that's that's with the casual fans is my point let alone with the hardcore fans like us so the name attraction all that sort of stuff it's always been there so you know like i said lesnar whether people want to admit it or not is and and has and it is will always mean uh, remain relevant sorry and um for me like i said having him in any company even WWE to an extent, it would still be a coup for them. Just again, you know, people sometimes don't appreciate what they have in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought that about Brock, that when he retires, people are going to miss him a lot. But uh, moving on from Brock, we have another big departure from WWE and that's Mar Ranallo. And WWE has quickly found his replacement. It looks like Wade Barrett is going to be taking his spot in NXT. We got Nigel McGuinness making his return as well to NXT UK. So, Marvin Allo leaving WWE, what were your instant reactions? I was shocked because I just didn't think that, um, you know, he would be leaving. I didn't think that uh, if he told me somebody from NXT is leaving, I'd, the last person I suspected was 
um, Mauro Ronaldo. I mean, yes, he had that period of time where he left when he was coming to a SmackDown and stuff, and all that sort of situation got cleared up, as you know, the JBL sort of thing. But then to have him leave now, it was confusing to begin with. But then I did hear um, through a few wrestling reports, I think Meltzer reported it, which I know people say what they want, but. You know, I did hear that um, it was due to him having uh, an illness in the family. I think it was his mother who was taken ill um, a couple of weeks ago, apparently. And um, Mauro, you know, requested the time off. And ultimately then he just didn't fancy coming back. And, you know, the company was happy to let him, you know, depart. And uh, therefore, you know, he left. And with Wade Barrett coming in, they probably felt that, look, you know, we've got a nice transition there. But it's just strange to me, you know, just touching on Mauro Ronaldo and then also Nigel McGuinness, who, of course, is still furloughed, you know, as of uh, the releases um, and the furloughs back a few months ago, that, you know, both Ronaldo and uh, now McGuinness are both just not on NXT TV anymore, you know. Not to say that Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett won't, won't do a great job, but it's just strange. But, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, no. Mar Ronaldo, Godspeed to him if that's why he left due to an illness. Um, I wish nothing but the best on him and his mother, his family. I, I think it's. I don't want to say it's a massive hit for NXT, but it is a big hit because he's become kind of synonymous with that brand. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 the voice. Like he's he he for me is the voice of NXT, and now that he's gone, it's like. It, it, it does it does have a little bit of a void that needs to be filled i mean for me nxt was just like the combination it's almost like the combination on this podcast you had the britishness of of you had the britishness of uh, nigel mcginnis with that hard-hitting commentary style on color and then you had the play-by-play over exuberant style of the um you know Ronaldo. so it, yeah it was synonymous 100 percent. yeah and Morrow's a very acquired taste like i saw some people that were like good let him leave he sucks and I I don't want I hate to see anybody lose their job, or not have a job like I. But Mar Mar will be fine. He does boxing. He does MMA. He's gonna land on his feet. Uh, well wishes to him. Uh, let's see what else we got. We had a, a number of COVID cases announced. And most most famously, The Rock. Like the, like my my initial <clears throat> reaction when The Rock said he has COVID, I'm thinking if The Rock has it, literally anybody can get it. Because he's the rock. Like, you would think if anyone is untouchable from this disease, it would be him. So, I was just mind blown. Simply, simply, you know, well put by you there. Yeah, I mean, I thought the same. I mean, I was thinking to myself, am I reading that correct? Is the rock confirming that he's got COVID? Then when I read it, I thought, wow, shit, yeah. I mean, you know, people, people hold the rock in sort of superhero regard. And for many, you know, he is. I mean, just look at the guy. I mean, he looks like a superhero, and many of his achievements and accomplishments are definitely, um, you know, meriting that. And you know, yeah, to see him have um, come out with this video and say, look, him and his family have had COVID. It's just, it's just nice to see the fact that somebody in a high regard is talking in a serious matter about something like this and just saying to people, look, you know, for all the for all the um, people out there who can take this illness as a um, as a bit of a joke, a bit more laid back with it, that look, it is something serious. And you know, those those of you out there who probably think there's people untouchable from this, it just shows you that it's not the case, and you know, it, it can happen to anybody. So, in that respect, m- you know, much respect to The Rock for addressing this the way he did, and best wishes to him and his family. And I just hope that they get. Uh, you know, or have a speedy recovery from this. I mean, I think he said it. They, I think he said they've had the worst of it, but nonetheless, you know, hopefully they get out the uh, woods from this as soon as possible. Yeah, that's really all you can say is God bless him, God bless his family. Uh, AJ Styles too is another guy who said he had COVID, and we knew that WWE like a while back, maybe two three months now, there was reports that like over 20, 30 people in WWE have tested positive. We assume Apollo Cruz was one. I did not assume AJ Styles was one, but there was a mysterious absence from him from WWE TV for a little while. So I guess this explains it. Uh, AJ Styles, Kevin Nash too. Kevin Nash had it. So it's like, wow, this is just, it's insane. It's like, every, like so many people have had it. What, 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 what do you have to say? Well, that's the people we do know. I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of names yet that come out to say, look, we had COVID or we're going through it right now. And, you know... Like I think I was saying to you off air about you know Vince himself. If Vince has actually had COVID, 
and he's recovered from it. It's going to only amplify him saying to the wrestlers maybe that you look i've had it damn it you know i've recovered from it there's no, there's nothing for you guys to worry about here you know and that's a scary thing because in my opinion well if my boss you know comes out and says that then i'm going to be thinking well does he really think that me having it is an issue as it should be you know because these wrestlers you know they get pushed to the limit as it is so when it comes to say you know this illness which uh now we're finding out you know aj had it and all these people that have come out and said it, it it's very it's very scary i mean the good news is thank god that all these wrestlers have recovered and it seems like they've had it and through the worst of it so that's positive but you know just like you said it's uh it's one of those things isn't it it's just uh unfortunate and all we can say is god bless and hopefully you know nobody has any yeah you know worse news apart from just having it and recovering yeah, for sure. All right, now it's time to talk about the Wednesday Night Wars, or what was the Tuesday Night and Wednesday Night Wars. So there's a couple things. Let's talk about the ratings first. NXT <clears throat> did just under 900,000 viewers. I believe it was 892,000 um, on Tuesday night. And then AEW this Wednesday did 928,000, the most they've done in like six months, seven months, since the beginning of 2020. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, AEW. When people have said, okay, without NXT, what's AEW gonna do? They did under a mil- They did under a million. I I wonder if they were fans and we were in a normal world, normal times. Maybe they would have done over a million. What What do you What do you think about the ratings? <coughs> Excuse me. I think that ratings wise, AEW have you know, remained very consistent. I mean, yeah, there's been weeks where, you know, the ratings weren't anything great, but they were winning anyway. But, you know, that sort of stuff, I think most people expected with them being obviously the newer company. And, uh, you know, even with, um, you know, this COVID, like I said, it's it's the least they could do, you know, just put decent enough numbers. But now, as we're getting into this period of time where potentially NXT could be on a different night and AEW has to adjust with the playoffs, the NBA playoffs as well, they're still remaining consistent, but now showing that, you know, they can draw these bigger numbers. And it's good because that's what we want as wrestling fans. We want to see them grow and we want to see them do as well as possible. It's better for the business. And, um, you know, eventually, once hopefully fans can come back to arenas, I can easily see them hitting a million because automatically then viewing becomes better because when you watch wrestling with fans, you want to watch it. So hopefully they can pass that million sooner than later. Yeah, exactly. You touched on it. NXT, according to the rumors, Wrestling Inc., all the major news sites are reporting it. There is backstage talks that WWE is looking to move NXT to another night or, or not looking to, but they're entertaining the fact what's being reported is that WWE wanted to run AEW out of business, but then AEW struck a three-year massive deal with TNT. So then Vince was like, okay, we really, do we need to do this? Like, why not put NXT on Tuesday? Let NXT have its own night. Let NXT shine. Like, there's really no need for this competition. It just doesn't help anybody. Both both companies really lose in the end, in the long run, I I think. There's already such a, a massive, like, oversaturation of content why not Tuesday nights open? We saw the week, the wrestling week was unbelievable without NXT and AEW going up against each other. The fact that I could watch NXT on Tuesday night and not have to worry about trying to catch up with AEW and being in the know of what's going on with AEW at the same time and vice versa was just a great feeling for me. Yeah, I mean, look, at the same time, there's two ways of looking at this. There's already enough wrestling on as it is. So, you know... I'm one of those of the opinion that less is more in wrestling terms. You know, we've got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown if we've got a pay-per-view. But basically, there's a whole lot of wrestling to watch. And then spreading it out is at least going to allow you to pick and choose what you want without having to kind of, you know, counteract two programs. So with AEW and NXT on separate nights, it makes complete sense. And, uh, you know, NXT, you know, who might have been short cutting themselves with this um, Wednesday night war with with the AEW, sorry. Yeah, like you said, they've probably been affecting themselves, you know, in a negative way more than we think because, of course, 
fans then have to make that choice and people who would normally watch NXT as well on a separate night are then having to choose. So, you know, for me, it was unneeded, but you weren't surprised when it was announced about NXT moving to the same night as AW because of the, you know, competition and the, you know, the, you know, Vince thrives on that sort of stuff, doesn't he? So, look, it's uh, good to see that this choice looks to be happening and getting in place soon happy about it and uh yeah i just hope that uh, now nxt equally goes back up to where it used to be you know because it it seems to me that out of the two companies nxt has suffered the most with the wednesday night wars yeah that's one thing is nxt has felt different and i don't know if even i don't even know if moving them to tuesday will stop that it's just so main roster-ish now with the no finish last week with cole and 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 finn and then they're going to have a one-on-one match next week. That's just like such a such a raw SmackDown move. Like it just <laughs> it's not it's yeah. not the NXT quote unquote that we are used to or we grew up on, you know. No, definitely not. And uh, you know, these insane gimmicks now that we get in terms of matches, you know, where a fatal four-way 60-minute Iron Man yeah, match. It's like, like it's, like it's very It's like an indie. That's like something you see at a at a gym in front of 50 people. Yeah, I mean, look, not to say the match was bad, but it was just surprising when they announced the, um, you know, when they announced the actual stipulation. And I, for one, you know, had no interest in watching a fatal four-way sixty-minute Iron Man match. You, you know, how do you just... do a fatal four-way sixty-minute Iron Man match? How does like you're burying regular matches? We've seen fatal four-ways go like forty-five minutes with one pinfall. Now you're gonna tell me that we're gonna have like seven pinfalls in sixty minutes with four guys? Like that buries everyone's finishing move. I just, I'm not a big fan of Iron Man matches. I, I've never been. What would have been cool, I suppose, is if they had, you know, an outright winner after 60 minutes. But, you know, if, like you said, instead of having, you know, so many finishes going on, which is what we would expect, have them have no finishes literally until the very last few moments. You know, five minutes left, you finally get a pinfall. And now the pressure's on for everybody to, you know, try to reply back. Somebody's got a level it up but you know that would have been good because ultimately then it's still that one finisher that would have had to win the match so that's the only way i could book that i suppose and uh you know and uh sorry to cover that point that you just made about the finishers being buried so yeah but look it's not for me that sort of match but you know it's a fair point i'm not surprised uh, that it's and, not something that I, you would I, enjoy i get why they did it though I, I get why they did the no finish because they know that let's say let's say they did a clean finish and they had finn balor win the title they know nobody's gonna give a shit and nobody's gonna turn tune in next week to to listen to finn balor celebrate oh i won my title back like nobody's gonna nobody cares so they got to keep viewers interested and that shows a lack of investment in the talent themselves so why even put the the title on them if you have if you have that little faith in them that they can't sell it's a, a just a TV show not even a pay per view, that's a little faith they have in them to sell it a, a next week's show. No, I mean another fair point. To be fair, it's uh, you know it, it does make you think when you break it down and analyze it like that. that yeah, that's true. Um, would you would I, you would you tune in to watch Finn Balor talk about how he won his title again? Definitely not. I don't think that's going to be, especially here in the UK, something worth staying up at 1am for yeah, to listen exactly. to Finn Balor talk, even though, you know, he is um, a great wrestler. Mike-wise, no. And in general, you know, even if Adam Cole, say, wins the title next week. Same thing. And, nobody wants to say, yeah, oh, yeah, again, baby. Exactly. I, want, I did it again, baby. Like, nobody cares. Yeah, you know, at this stage, you know, the worst thing that happened was obviously the injury to carry and cross and uh you know for now it's just unfortunately um something whatever we see it's always just going to be something we've already seen up to now you know whether it's finn balor or adam cole so we're just gonna have to unfortunately accept it but you know it, it, you're right nxt just needs a a uh a kick up the uh, a cook, kick up the arse as they say here in the uk so hopefully uh we'll get that with this move to tuesday nights yeah i i need to bring up something else too the the lack of division or not the lack the 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 amount of division that there is in the wrestling community usually on Wednesday night or on when NXT and AEW are on that just wasn't there people that usually plant their flag in AEW they were watching NXT on Tuesday night and they were they were talking about it on Twitter there was no slander about it like there was none of this hatred like having them both on Wednesday night was creating this war amongst fans that just doesn't need to be there 
either this division it's like it's just better for everybody i i think but all right enough about that let's go to the next topic while we're on aew we got two other things to talk about one the return of excalibur and two wwe apparently offered eddie kingston a contract so first of all what do you think about excalibur returning to commentary do you, do you think that, do you think it's it's a good move by AEW? Do you think it was too soon? What, what do you think? I think that with everything that's happened this year, um, you know, whether it be the you know the speaking out movement, and then we had the you know video of Excalibur and Kevin Owens, of course. I think, on one hand, just from a just from a I'd say logical point of view. Many fans may say it's hypocritical to have kept, say, Excalibur off TV even longer. Because if you've got Velveteen back on TV, that's all I'm going to say, you know? People may think, well, if Velveteen's on TV, then why the fuck isn't Excalibur? Now, for me, I'm going to sit on the fence with this one. I can't say either way, was it the right decision, was it the wrong decision? That's not for me to say. I don't really have an opinion on it. That's the honest truth. But if he is now back on TV, then I will just say this. The argument could be made, well, if you've got Velveteen back on television, I rest my case. Yeah, exactly. The the main thing people will point to is the fact that Tony Khan banned Hulk Hogan and his ex-wife from AEW because of their their, uh, social beliefs, for for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. So now Excalibur is being brought back on TV, and I don't want to get into this whole social thing, but... Just a lot of people are pointing the finger and saying, oh, Tony Khan, uh, you're a hypocrite. But I think they kind of waited it out long enough to where people just don't care anymore. Like, everybody was like, oh, Excalibur, I forgot who that guy is. Like, it, it just they waited long enough till everybody forgot about that whole video. We've seen Kevin Owens in WWE. He received no punishment, even though there were rumors going crazy that he was going to get fired. But that didn't end up happening. So, at the end of the day, I don't think it's a big deal. And, and Eddie Kingston... I think it's better for him that he's stuck in in, in AEW. I, I don't think he would have done well in, in WWE or even NXT. So I think he made the right choice. Yeah, uh, I think the um, timing was very, um, you know, very telling there in terms of when WWE made the offer for Eddie Kingston, if that's true. Because, you know, he appeared on AEW television, then WWE thought enough of him or the fact that, you know, he's appearing on aw's product to now want to bring him into nxt to create that buzz and say oh look he's appeared on aw a week later maybe or two weeks whatever now he's appearing on nxt they thought of him enough in that regard so that's a positive for him yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah so you know or, or a rick rude yeah like you said so it, it, they thought of him enough in that regard so positive for him and uh, yeah ultimately i think it's better that he is in aw I mean, so, Vince probably looked at the guy and was like, damn, I should have signed this guy five years ago. You know? Like, yeah, I mean, um, I wonder what gimmick it would have given him, you know, considering, uh, you uh, know. He would have made him a thug. He would have made him like the Usos, you know? <laughs> yeah, that just wouldn't have been too clever, would it? But, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, like I said, hopefully, well, I'm glad something that I guess we've never had to find out because God knows what he would have ended up as in the WWE. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so now we got a little Ring of Honor news. I don't think we've talked about Ring of Honor on our podcast at all, going back to the YouTube days. I, I don't think we've ever talked about them, so this is a bit of a first. They have, they've been on hiatus for quite some time. It's looking like they're going to be coming back soon. Uh, they announced their own network. I, I don't really know how it works. Like I read the article. It sounds confusing. Basically, the only place to watch it right now is on Sinclair Broadcast Streaming Service uh, called Stir. And it's going to have yep. Ring of Honor Wrestling 24-7, 365 days a year. That's a lot of wrestling. Like, yeah, the WWE Network does that, but it's, that's the WWE. But Yeah, and the difference with WWE, of course, is that, you know, they've got a lot more uh, programming than just wrestling to air on that network and right. you know stuff like you know 24 7 and the undertaker's last ride and that sort of stuff so they can get away with it and like you said it's a fucking wwe you know biggest yeah, company you, in the world got, like, like you got rocket stone cold on demand hulk hogan and andre the giant like stuff that people want to relive and want to watch like i don't know how many people are going to be searching el generico and kevin steen matches from 2008 i don't know maybe I'm yeah not, i mean they must have thought no no i mean maybe they must have thought hey look 
why not? And credit to them for, you know, having their own network, their own platform. Fair play. But, you know, it's just not going to be something that is looked at seriously, in my opinion. I think it's going to be one of those things that's there, but forgotten in the background, you know. But that's not, like I said, a knock on them, you know, coming up with the idea. I'm just talking about, say, the effectiveness of it or in, the in outcome. The, in the mainstream, it's, it's going to be in the background. But for their fans, I'm sure the Ring of Honor fans are, are looking at this like it's a big deal. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, credit to them, but uh, I don't think it's going to have much of an impact. But hey, if you enjoy your Ring of Honor, um, you know, classics, then go for it. At least it's uh, something for you now to uh, have a look at. There is one match I'm interested in seeing. I'm, I'm going to check this out just to find this one match, and that's Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. That was just unbelievable classic that I've, he- I've heard it's a classic. I've heard it's like one of the best matches of all time, and I want to see it for myself. Uh, but. Yeah, so apparently they're gonna have they're gonna be on other platforms. I'm guessing like Apple TV, Roku, maybe I don't know, I don't know. But good on them for for Sin- good on Sinclair for taking advantage of this because they're with a major broadcasting company. Like people think Ring of Honor is an indie. No, they're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. So Sinclair is taking advantage of this. They're gonna air all their live TV shows, archives. Like it's just. Ring of Honor, they're trying to step up and they're trying to service their fans and they're trying to do what their fans have been wanting for so long and that's for them to modernize themselves. If you wanted to watch a Ring of Honor show, you had to order a DVD. Like, who orders DVDs in 2020? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just like we said before, fair enough. And, um, you know, credit to them for trying to get, um, you know, modernized, like you said, perfect, perfect way to sum that up. So, you know, well done to them for that. But... In terms of effectiveness and who gives a fucking shit, I can't say I do, and uh, maybe most fans out there, but that's probably will have a niche audience, I'm guessing, so to them, fair play, and now you have your uh, Ringo on a fix. Yeah, yeah. the, the views and opinions are solely of the news. <laughs> I, I don't hate us Ring of Honor fans, please. If anybody hears this is a Ring of Honor fan, don't hate me, hate him, because I'm actually going to check this out. So, yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't actually give a fuck about Ring of Honor. I'm, I'm just gonna be so. I'm just gonna be straight with you guys. I mean, look, I'd rather not lie and tell you. Oh, I want to watch this pay per view, that pay per view. Ring of Honor is great for the fact of all the stars that it produced. But if you're asking me, what do you actually think of watching a, you know, classic from there? Really, I could not give a toss. <laughs> all right. So the last story is a, a pretty controversial one. I don't really know what to make of this. Like you and I were talking about this off air, and it sounds just like a bunch of BS, just a bunch of dirt sheet garbage. Apparently, Vince McMahon had a conference call with the, with his rest with his talent. And he and he he said that they can't use Twitch, they can't use YouTube, Cameo, they can't use any third party platforms anymore because it's detrimental to the WWE business. And the talent were doing this. They were using YouTube. They were using Twitch. In their time off, cameo in their time off because there's no more live events due to COVID, so they're they're missing out on a ton of money. So they're trying to supplement some of that income by engaging with fans while everybody's sitting at home. So why not? Like why not watch? I don't know. Uh, why not watch AJ Styles stream? Why not? We got nothing else better to do if you're a big AJ Styles fan. So. This is really like kind of a, 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 a raunchy story. Like to show you how much credibility this has, Liv Morgan just created a YouTube channel today or yesterday. So I don't know. I don't really know what to make of this. If it was such a big deal, why would she create a YouTube channel after Vince said, "Oh, you can't, you can't be on YouTube anymore, pal." Yeah, I mean, unless she's looking for a way to um, stay in catering, then you know, yeah, you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, it's it's a strange one. I mean, I, I was t- I was chatting with you about this obviously off air, just saying, look how every story that paints Vince in a bad light is almost like fans take it as a given. Like he's got to do that, you know, like that. That's definitely true. You know, we don't know for a fact that that's exactly what's happened that he's told them you know they own their own superstars real names and all this and all that and especially like you said with Liv Morgan uh, making her own channel you know it's very very sketchy but I I don't know at the same time I always think to myself would it surprise me if it was true and this truly doesn't because you know Vince just seems to like the fact that he's got that sort of 
I can imagine, sorry, uh, that he like he likes the fact that he's got that hold over his, you know, talent. Like he does, in fact, own them. And to say you own their real names, I mean, <laughs> fucking hell, that's literally just uh, that's just a bit. Do you know what? You could call that a bit creepy. I mean, you know, my my mother and father named me, but I own that fucking name, pal. It's like you know, fuck that. You know, what I mean, I just that that's when it gets a bit too out of bounds. So. You know, realistically though, realistically, I don't think he could stop them. Like maybe what, 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 honestly, what, what probably, what I think happened is like he probably told AJ Styles, "Look, you gotta, you gotta use your real name on Twitch. You can't be AJ Styles on Twitch. I can't have that." And that, that's fair. You know, I can't, you can't use the brand. Well, I guess he can't. Even, that doesn't even apply to AJ Styles because he was AJ Styles for like twenty five years before he came to WWE. So I. I don't know. This whole thing just seems crazy. But people were losing their freaking mind on social media. Like, oh my god, Vince is at it again. Vince is the devil. Vince this, Vince that. It's like, relax. Like, you're not in the meetings. You don't even know if this is true. Relax. Yeah. Um. You know. So it's just one of them, isn't it? It's just like a. Uh, I don't know. I've been guilty of it in the past, but you try to learn from it. That you think, hold on a minute, look. Just because it's been said that Vince has said this or done this, it doesn't you know, necessarily make it gospel. We don't know that. So let's just uh, give him a little bit of credit. And that's why I'm saying a little bit, not too much, but a little bit just to think that that, you know, saying that to the superstars about their names is a bit too much of a, you know, fucks concept. So hopefully that's not the case. But, you know, one of these mannerisms of you said in the past, it just wouldn't surprise me. But, you know, it's... Uh, it's strange, and like you said, with her making her own YouTube channel, Liv Morgan, today, it doesn't seem that uh, it is true. Otherwise, like I said, she must have a wish to sing catering or something. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For example, another example, too, is like the, the Up Up Down channel that Xavier Woods runs. That, that generates That's a popular buzz. channel, that. That generates buzz for WWE. That gives WWE crossover appeal into the gaming world. And so why would you not want that? I don't know. I mean, but there, then there is the other side where the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were on that channel a while back. So I, I could kind of see there being some, like, Vince maybe not wanting wanting that. But that was, like, two years ago, and he let it happen. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll see Zelina Vega and Paige and all these talents get off Twitch and YouTube. Maybe it is true. I don't know. I mean, look, let's be fair. Somebody like a Paige, for instance, yeah, is she going to give a shit about Vince saying, look, <laughs> you cannot go on Twitch? That girl is going to be on Twitch no matter what. I mean, look, she is practically, you know, it, look, let's look at the facts. She's not going to be wrestling anytime soon, at least to my knowledge or, you know, many fans' knowledge. She's not going to be in any on-screen role. So she's made plenty of money. She's just enjoying herself and enjoying life. And if she wants to go on Twitch, she's going to go on Twitch. She could fucking care less. So for me... I don't see that being a big issue for the likes of her and, you know, all those sort of people. Zelina Vega, maybe, because obviously she's still active. But, you know, like I said, it's very creepy if it is true, especially with the name part. I find that a bit weird. But, you know, hopefully it's not for the sake of the wrestlers. Oh, man. We gotta, I got to read this, too. Okay, so Renee Young tweets out. So now, so I guess now would be a good time for me to launch my Twitch channel and cameo. And then CM Punk says, hi, Greg, this is Renee Young. And I heard it's your birthday. Well, happy birthday for me and little Benjamin. We hope you get everything you want. Okay, bye. So, yeah, they have a little fun with this. Um, and then Kyle says, so, I don't know, somebody tweeted out CM Punk and said, hey, is there any chance you ever get a cameo? And said, Vince will let anyone do stuff. Maybe it's time for retribution. Oh, God. I tell you what. He definitely he definitely is a treat on um, hey, social hey, media. Hey, he isn't says he? something else. He says... Then he tweets, all right, guys, girls, are they going to fire everyone? Just keep doing you. Don't worry. You, you know what? Realistic they, point, got... I mean, they all got Twitches. They all got YouTube channels. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, look, I'm just I'm just um, entertained by CM Punk once again. I mean, he's not even on television, but the guy, you know, is his value, isn't he? I mean, just again, you know, stirring that part, but saying enough to make fans think, oh, you know, has he got something to do with retribution? You know, you'll have those fans out there who think that. Then you'll have the fans, you know, who are like, this is just classic CM Punk. Then you'll have, you know, it's just, the guy's a genius, I tell you what. Some of the stuff he comes out with. And, you know, if you're not following CM Punk on Twitter, then you're missing out. But you know, look, um, I think with what he's saying, he's completely right. I mean, look, can you fire everybody? And 
is it something that would even hold ground? I mean, all right, say next week Vince fires five people for not deleting the YouTube you, channels. You think he's going mean, to fire AJ Styles? You think he's going to be like, hey, you know what, pal, you're out of here. Yeah, well, it's like when you said about the up, up, down, down channel. I mean, like, like, like as we know, that's fucking, that's business for them. You know, that, that's not going to be something, they'd, well, they'd be stupid, or you know, yeah. to, to say that channel. So, so for me, unless the report later comes out in the week and says, WWE has decided to provide favoritism towards certain channels, you know? Like if fucking, if Tucker has his own fucking YouTube channel, <laughs> Tucker, get the fuck off YouTube, you know? Like, you know, that, that that's something different, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that sort of thing I can get, but you know, the Xavier Woods of the world, it's like, no, you know, yeah, like he goes up to Liv Morgan, like, you know what, you're fired, Liv Morgan, and, and then she's just gonna sue him and be like, hey, you know what, you made AJ Styles keep his channel, you, you, you fired me because I'm a woman, and then there's another lawsuit. Like, it's, this story just seems so bogus, bro. Like, come on, <laughs> like, people that yeah. believe this, give me a break, yeah, exactly, but you know. As always, you're going to get people who just eat this sort of stuff up. And, you know, this is where, you know, I, I don't mean to say that we are some sort of fucking saviors of the wrestling community because we're fucking clearly not. But, you know, if we can enlighten one person, it's a victory just to say, look, don't always believe everything you read, guys. Literally, I don't think it's true. But once again, it just wouldn't surprise me. But, but you know, it's a... Uh, it's one of them. Yeah, I can easily see that happening as well, like you said. Or oh, like I said, sorry. Um, certain channels and Tucker, good old Tucker's there, like, delete, 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 you know, that fucking channel. Shout out, Matt you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, so uh, well, in, interesting. In, to recap, CM Punk is the leader of Retribution. Yeah, that's what I got from this anyway. Um, don't know about anybody else, but yeah, that's what I found. And, and that reminds me, that now that we're talking about Retribution, apparently that angle got nixed. I guess they they were facing backlash. They were being compared to retribution was being compared to some hate group. Well, so this is news to me. Literally, whilst we recorded this podcast, so re- re- retribution's been nixed. Is it? Is that, Appar- is that true? Apparently, they weren't on SmackDown. I don't think they were on Raw. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't on SmackDown. They did mention them on Twitter though, like on Thursday night or something. I saw a tweet that had something to do with retribution, but. And I, I know JD from NY was talking about how that angle got nixed, so if he said it, it must be true. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but um, yeah, it's I guess the retribution angle is no more. I don't know. I, I kind of saw this coming, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic case of WWE, because the thing is, is I did read a report as well on one of the wrestling dirt sheets that said Vince is booking this. It was, it was you know, put together on a whim. He was just booking this week to week so i can clearly see you know roman comes back and vince is panicking thinking like well the fans are probably going to think he has to be the leader of this group and to not take away from roman being this heel and this new character that is coming with with Heyman, you know maybe retribution will be a um will be a distraction so maybe he thought, look, we can nix it for now. We can always bring him back eventually, even though that'll seem fucking stupid. Yeah, or Or they can also look at maybe just thinking, well, you know what? The shit we've come out with reveals, you know, fucking spiders and hornswoggle as GM, <laughs> you know, fuck that shit. The coal you know? mine. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if the one thing that would make this amazing is if Tucker was the uh, leader of the Retribution <laughs> stable. You know? JBL, they bring back JBL. Oh, Maggle, it was me, Maggle. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, some sort of, I don't know, some sort of bullshit like that. At this stage, it just needs to be... It, you may as well just book this shit stupid because oh, anything they will do as a reveal, it's just going to be bland, isn't it? So you may as well just book it stupid and have it as live on as a meme for the rest of time oh my god oh wait so punk was on a roll punk didn't stop there so so somebody else responded to him and said tell retribution to bring the chainsaw back or else and punk said we are armed with cans of soup i mean they are so there you go punk is uh, (laughs) confirmed confirmed you heard it from the horse's mouth cm punk is returning to wwe and he's gonna face roman reigns for the wwe title at wrestlemania confirmed yeah, um, you know, one can only wish, but uh, look, in all seriousness, look, if they if they manage to have a full seat at WrestleMania, whenever, I'm not saying next year, because who knows what the fuck's going to happen, but CM Punk versus Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman involved is money all oh, day. For sure, 
sure. every fucking day. You know, that is money. So, you know, like we said, let's just uh, imagine the next WWE game is going to be half decent so we can replay it on there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, CM Punk, they could do worse than offer him a fucking fat contract and get him back in the business. Yeah. Exactly. All right, man. Well, I think we covered everything that we wanted to cover. Um, anything else you got? You got left, You have left to say? Um, just very quickly, I was scrolling or scrolling through Twitter rather, and um, Akam and Reza, obviously AOP. I think we mentioned it earlier that they got released, but just very quickly, um, do you think AEW will snap them up? You know, just another coup towards their tag team division. I could easily see it because, in my opinion, I think you know all these tag teams that they'll have. Although, yes, many of them are former WWE teams, or a few of them at least, sorry. It just, if used the right way, and these two guys without injuries, this will just bulk up that division again. And, you know, they've already got the best tag team division out there, but fucking hell. I mean, they could do a lot worse than signing an AOP. I don't think they will just because their tag team division is so cluttered. Like, I, I can see them going to Impact or maybe New Japan. I think they'd be huge in New Japan. That's like a, the tailor-made promotion for them. Maybe Ring of Honor. Like I, I can see them going there. I, I don't really. I don't see that AEW just doesn't need them. They got too many tag teams that they that they know that they know what to do with. Then they know what to do with already. You know. I mean that's that's absolutely true. But I mean I I'm just thinking back to say WWE in its prime of tag teams. They had a lot of tag teams, but you know not every single one was used. But it was just good to have them there in that division. You could always mix and match in terms of you know one team would have that few months run, then it would be the team, it would be the turn of the next team. I don't know. I mean, either way, I'm glad that they can have a chance to do something a little better than just uh, you know the runs they've had in WWE. Plus, I think one of them was always injured, so it's uh, just hopefully a bit better luck for him. But yeah, that's about it from me. That's all I wanted to add. That little snippet of AOP there. Okay, so where can we find you, bro? Tell it, give us your Twitter and all that. Yep, so if you want to um, find my Twitter, you will simply have to search for at A underscore Sing 92, and it's Async414 on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's me. So if you want to listen to me and my uh, unpopular opinions at times, hmm. or most times, depending on how you look at it, then that's where you can find me. And uh, Kevin, how about yourself? Where can we find you? Yeah, I am at Bonafide Heat on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Bonafide Heat as well. Subscribe to Anil's YouTube channel at Top Rope News and Sports. And we'll talk to you guys next week on the Bonafide Listen. Yeah, thank you guys. Take care.